Hi friends and welcome to Live Life Well, the podcast. Our mission is to empower millennials to thrive and not just survive so that they can live a life full of purpose, joy and delight. My name is Amy and I'll be sharing the life-giving practices and lessons I've learned on this journey of failing forward. We'll be talking about how to balance your career, business and passions while maintaining your physical, mental and spiritual health. I'm dedicated to sharing from a place of authenticity and I'm going to give you VIP access to my conversations with wise mentors and guests. My hope is that by the end of each of these episodes, you'll have something you can apply to your life so that you can live it well. I hope this also just feels like we're sitting across from each other in a cafe over a nice cup of coffee or your favorite beverage and having a chat like old friends. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our first interview of season two. This is episode 10 of Live Life Well, the podcast. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. And we are talking about emotional wellness in this episode. So emotional wellness is the awareness and acceptance of one's feelings. Emotional wellness includes the degree in which you feel positive or enthusiastic about yourself, or of life and it also affects the way you view relationships it will impact how you relate to people in the workplace in your family it's a very important dimension of our wellness that we need to look after particularly in this time where we are isolated in some respects And we can feel very lonely. So that can be one emotion that we feel right now. Angry, upset, disappointed, many, many emotions, sadness. And I thought that this was a very timely episode to dive right into this with our special guest who I announced in our introduction episode last week. And that is Renee Michelle. So Renee Michelle is a person who has overcome addiction, abuse, neglect, teen pregnancy, self-harm, suicide ideation, self-destruction and crime. And she is one amazing lady. She has actually written a book called Battle Scars Are Beautiful From Victim to Victory. And Renee talks about her experiences and how she overcame each of these trials and rose out of hopelessness and pain which was her very lived reality and now she lives a life marked by passionate purpose and success refusing to allow the horrors of her past to determine her future she is now a successful entrepreneur an author an advocate a speaker a female child abuse recovery coach as well and also a consultant in this space so I talk a little bit about how I met Renee in the first place in this interview so I won't go too much into that but I do hope you enjoy the interview I will just flag briefly because I take this this is a conversational thing and it's about being real and raw and authentic 
And I will just say that I was not in my best state of mind when I was recording this particular interview, partly because we were recording it around 8.30 at night after a long day at work. And so I want to apologize in advance that I'm not sounding my best interview self, but Renee was very gracious and she is the one who carries this conversation. So thank you, Renee, and I hope you enjoy this interview. I will see you on the other side. Hi, Renee. Good to see you. Hey, how are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you doing in the midst of... Everything. I'm doing well. I look warmer than you do. So yeah. I'm here in Queensland and you're in Melbourne. <laughs> What's the weather like at the moment? The nights are cool, but the okay. days are still really around that 20 degrees and lots of sun. People are still at yes. the beach and I'm like, these are crazy. But it's yeah. cool nights, but I don't think it's cold as yours, darling. No, no, no. Well, th- firstly, thank you for joining us on Live Life Well, the podcast. Welcome. And it's such a pleasure to finally have a chat with you. Um, For those who don't know Renee, she is a transformational speaker, author, and consultant. I met her over two years, I reckon, ago. Mm. We were part of the same group coaching um, uh, experience, you could say. And then, um, yeah, we just stayed connected as friends. And I've loved seeing Renee's journey, how she's evolved many, many times over <laughs> the two years um, and just how she has never backed away from sharing her story of, um, you know, really of transformation, I think. Mm. Um, that's, I think when I think of you, Renee, it's like trans- transformation is the word that comes to mind. Um, and I'm so glad that you could come here and just join, have a chat about emotional wellness as well as part of um, this chat. So welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Um, so let's, let's just start with maybe a little bit about your backstory mm. um, and how, I guess, um, you know, you've come to be the coach and, oh, sorry, the speaker and the author that you are. Mm-hmm. So um, Yeah, sure. Sure. And so um, we've known each other for a little while. Like you said, at the intro, we, we sort of were doing the same sort of online coaching experience. And that's how we got to know one another. And we, we soon found out that we uh, were both Christians and had certain beliefs and had come across that journey in a certain way. And mine wasn't always as amazing as it is now. Um, however, I am grateful for the experience, uh, which began uh, as a child at around the age of 10. Um, when I started to be physically and sexually abused. Mm. And this was a secret um, that I kept to myself way into adolescence. Um, unfortunately, my mother was an alcoholic and she was just not available to give me the emotional support or the protection that children need. And I learned to not trust anybody. Um, and obviously, when you go through trauma at such a young age, it does discolour the way you see the world. So it damaged every relationship that I had from there on in. And that led me down a road of domestic violence, drug addiction, um, uh, alcohol addiction as well. And just, I just had no self-image. I had no identity, no self-esteem, no confidence. And that really, um, it was just a dark, a dark, you know, reality for me for many, many years. I attempted to take my life twice and I just couldn't seem to find a way out. Every time I would think, yep, this is it, something would happen to knock me back down. Mm. And then it got to the point, thank God, um, that I had my daughter at age 26. That was the moment where everything changed for me. 
that was the moment when I said, okay, it's not just you anymore. You are now responsible for this tiny human being that didn't ask to be brought into this world. So no matter how you're going to do it, you need to get your life in order. Mm. And it wasn't an overnight success story. It took me 16 years of rebuilding from the ground up. That's when I found Christ and really dedicated my life to understanding who he created me to be rather than the lies I had told myself because of the experience that I'd been through. Mm. And I really did just rebuild my life from the ground up to give my daughter and later on my son the life that they deserved. And um, I started telling my story through that healing process. And that's when doors opened up in psychiatric facilities and hospitals and rehabs to share my story. And that's when I realised this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Because I started seeing people get healed. I started to see people get hope. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's something in this. And the more I shared, the more I realized that I could turn it all around. And I guess that's why we're talking now. (laughs) That's amazing, Renee. And oh, like, I think your story just really shows that the situation you find yourself in doesn't have to define who you are. Um, And I think it'd be great if, Um, if you mind like maybe sharing a little bit about um, some of maybe the the things that you had to retrain yourself Mm. in terms of like thinking. Um, Yeah, yeah, maybe start. Yeah, absolutely. So limiting beliefs was my number one enemy. Every time I looked in the mirror, um, there was years I didn't look in the mirror. I self-harmed. I hated that reflection that I saw. I hated the person I thought I was. And that was very much around shame that I thought I needed to carry. I blamed myself for Mm. what had happened to me. And so many of us do. We make a mistake or we get hurt or we enter a relationship or maybe a job that at the outset we thought, wow, this is amazing. And then something happens and you start to doubt yourself. Mm. And you start to, even when it's not your fault necessarily and it's just something that happens in life, we start going, what did I do? That must be my fault. And that shame spiral Mm. begins. So I had to retrain my mind. I had to change my mindset. So every time I got a negative thought about myself, I had to replace it with a positive thought about myself. And the way that I did that practically was journaling. Mm. And I would write down the negative thoughts as they would come up and I would write them down. And then I would write the thoughts that counteracted that because things like imposter syndrome, that was something else I struggled with. So I thought I wasn't worthy of any achievements I had. Mm. So then I would start writing a fact and a fiction list. So I would look at what the reality was. I was a good person. I had a good job. I'd been to university. I've got good grades. I work hard. Then I would get a negative thought and I'd go, hang on, does this line up with reality? And I would see that it didn't. So I started seeing patterns in behaviour and that enabled me to change them. So journaling was a really powerful tool that I used mm-hmm. and positive affirmation. So every time something negative came up, it's not good enough to just say that's not true. Mm-hmm. You've got to replace that with something positive. Mm-hmm. I am a good person. That was not my fault. I do work hard. I am worthy. Those types of things. So it was very much a mindset shift I had to make. Mm-hmm. that's yeah I think that's such a good tool like journaling I found Mm. that journaling is definitely a way in which you can get the thoughts that are kind of in here down out there and start taking it like a logical uh, look at them right yeah Um, so yeah so when you journaled um, what kind of um, things 
um, like, could you give us a few more examples as to yes. like, you know, what the, um, like, if you have a negative thought here, what do, what do you replace it with? Yeah. So obviously I had people in my life at work. So I always had very high level jobs, very responsible jobs. I've always been managers and, and so forth of large organizations. And I would be like, well, if I was really all these bad things that I had noted about myself, how could I be all these good things? Mm. So every time someone gave me a compliment or if I achieved something at work, if I signed a great client or one of my clients had a massive breakthrough, I would go home and I would write that down. Nice. I would write about how I help them get to that point. And it could have been just as simple as listening to them. Mm. It didn't have to be that I got them there, just that I was a part of that journey by listening to them, by respecting them, by acknowledging them, and I would write that down. Mm. So everything good, I would write down. I became a master of having that with me all the time and taking it on a lunch break. Mm. And I also started to be very grateful about what was around me. So I'd be grateful for the sun that shone. I mean, because I nearly died several times. So for me, the little things were the biggest things. Mm. I would love going home and hugging my children. And I would write that down. I am blessed. I have two healthy children. Mm. So just really practice. It doesn't have to be this big, scary process. It's mm. noticing the very little things and being grateful for those. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, so much gold <laughs> uh, already. Um, so like as part of this episode, like we wanted mm. to talk about emotional wellness. So yeah. it's very topical, I think, because obviously mm -hmm. like with COVID, like just kind yes. of shifting a little bit of focus. Um, yeah. Like, so how, as you know, someone who's kind of walked through a lot of emotional healing and, um, and now like speaking about your experience and teaching others, mm. um, what would be some like tools, I guess, would that you would say would be helpful besides like the journaling gratefulness? Yeah. If there are other things like to help with emotional wellness, like in this. Yeah, season? I think, and it's such a good question, Amy, because, you know, during, during this whole COVID thing, when it first went you know, really hit the airwaves, there was a lot of fear mongering, right? A lot of scare tactics about what this was and it was the end of this and life as we knew it was over. And I was very, very careful and mindful not to buy into those scare tactics. Mm -hmm. And what I also noticed was that it absolutely overtook social media. Like social media is such a massive beast on as it is before this, you know, C word. I call it the new C word. As the new C word hit the airwaves, right? Yeah. And what I started to notice was I was starting to get overwhelmed. I was getting anxious. I was feeling anxiety every day before yeah. I even got out of bed wow. because I knew, okay, I've got to do social media today. What's going to be on there? And mm. it started, all the noise got too much. Yeah. So I actually made a decision, and this was a decision that was highly ridiculed by some people. Mm. So if I could give anybody advice is don't compare your experience or your walk, your journey with anybody else. Yeah. I knew I needed to take a step back and step back from the business and just spend quality time with my children. No social media. I wasn't doing any lives. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're going to be forgotten about. It's going to be a death sentence for your business. I was like, yeah, okay, for you, not for me. I need to do this. So it's mm. listen to yourself. Mm. Listen to what your body and your mind needs. And if yes. that means taking time out from all the noise, turn off your phone. 
Don't go on Facebook. Don't be aimlessly scrolling. I think there was two or three days that my kids and I just bunkered down on the couch and we watched old movies and they loved it. And I loved it. It filled up my tank. So don't compare. Yep. Listen to your own mind and your body and what you need. We started exercising because I wanted to be uh, physically strong. We did it together mm. as a family. Yeah, I saw and your just, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're doing your, um, oh, what, was, what are these ones? No one can see what I'm oh, doing. Oh, the chin-ups. Right the chin-ups. <laughs> yeah. With bands. One day it will happen without bands, I swear. Amazing. But, yeah, I th- we just have to listen to ourselves. That comparison that can be so damaging. We do it with mm. body image. We, we scale our businesses next to one another. I'm not as successful. I mean, I was seeing posts every day. Oh, I've, I made $45,000 today um, and, you know, you should be too. And I thought, oh, my gosh, everything was making me feel less than. Mm. Yep. And I thought, this is not right. So I took a break and, and we just need to govern our own time. Mm. Brilliant. No, so, so good. Um, and then... Oh, I'm like, where? there's so many other directions I can go. We always make this like, you know, it's supposed to be a conversation. So I'm just trying to measure my words. Yeah, yeah, no, um, it's okay. Um, so what would be, what would be your biggest challenge, would you say, mm. in the last, um, yeah, 12 months? Let's go 12 months and then. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, just an FYI for the audience, like, you know, I actually mm. met um, Renee in person uh, about 12 months ago yeah. um, in, when I was holidaying in Queensland with family. And so, yeah, it was really surreal to meet you in person. Um, but, yeah, it's, we've also seen a lot of change as we were just chatting before we started mm. recording, like how your business has transformed yeah. over and over again. Over and over again. Yeah, so in 12 months, wow. Okay, the, the biggest things for me, where I was 12 months ago, I thought I was going to make this massive coaching practice and I was going to, to you know, coach high-end women and that I was sold out. That's what I was going to do. Mm. And as I started to do that, it didn't flow as easy as when I first started. And what I realized to cut this part of the story really short is that I was comparing myself to the other coaches in my sphere of influence. Mm. And I assumed that their model of coaching had to mirror mine. Now, I knew my topic was different because it was trauma related, but I was trying to duplicate their systems and Mm. nothing flowed. So I've actually stepped away from the one-on-one coaching now. I'm going to be looking at doing workshops with large groups of women Um, down the track so that is something that's significantly changed now I'm doing much more speaking Mm. so obviously we're not doing stages at the moment so I've been doing a lot of virtual um, speaking gigs and I've actually I'll be announcing it in a couple of months that I've just been asked to come on as an ambassador for some really big organizations so that's something that will be coming out been doing a lot of magazines um, and writing pieces So I've been thinking, what can I do that's my skill, that's my passion? And that was why stepping away from social media really helped because I got to reflect about what makes me tick. What do I like? What does Renee like, right? So that's a really big change for me. Um, And then obviously with COVID, um, my partner lives in New Zealand, so I haven't seen him in eight months. Mm. 
So when all this was going on, not to have him here, to sort of just come home at the end of the day and hug, you know, when you had a really crappy day, that's been a real, um, it's been very taxing emotionally. Like I consider myself quite a strong emotional person, very resilient. But we all just want someone at the end of the day to just give us a hug sometimes, right? Like we're human. Yes. And, um, and he's my best friend. He's my sounding board. We're on the mm. phone all day to each other. So not being able to do that really um, did affect me, to mm. be absolutely, totally honest. Like of everything yeah. I've been through, I know how to be resourceful. I know, how, I know what self-care is. And even I had yeah. days struggling to get out of bed mm. where I just had to, again, kick into my mindset and go, don't be, this is how I talk to myself. I'm not saying you have to, but I'm like, don't be an idiot. Don't be a silk. Get it out of your system. Have a cry. Do that. Now get up. Mm. And I didn't allow myself to stay there. Yes. So I think that's the really important thing. Like be kind to yourself. Feel mm. the emotion, but yep. then get up and keep going. Yeah, yeah. No, so, that's yeah, cool. they're, the main, they're the main changes. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, I think, oh, I think so. There's so much good stuff in here like I sometimes I'm lost for words on these podcasts <laughs> because I'm just like I'm I'm like processing and then I'm like yeah hey, of like course them. um but yeah it's so good um I'll have to re-listen to this later but um so just in terms of like this podcast as well like we want to mm. really um I think you've already given us a whole bunch of tools that we can really put into practice and look after our emotional health and wellness during this season um in times when you have felt like burning out, mm. um, like you mentioned, like, you know, just getting away from social media um, and how do you try to actually stop yourself from burning out, if that makes sense? Like what, what a, does that, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Of- so I, I touched on just like self-care. Um, yeah, the, self-care. the funny thing is with self-care, I used to roll my eyes, Amy. Every time someone said self-care, I was like, oh, here we go. It's like the word mindfulness because I've worked in psych for so long, I'd be like, oh, my gosh. But it's because we become so desensitised to things yep. like that until it all goes pear-shaped, right? Mm. And then we're scrambling for things of self-care. Yeah. So for me personally, exercise, um, and I still struggle with it. I'm not mm. one of those people that goes, oh, it's hard. I'm just going to exercise and I bounce out of bed with all this motivation. I don't. I have a home gym just outside my door and I have to drag myself there yeah. because I lose my motivation. So for me, accountability partners, mm. someone who can hold you to account so for me, it's my next door neighbours because they own the gym. They're personal trainers. So they give me a kick up the butt, right? So for me, because I'm responsible for two children and I'm raising them on my own here, like I said, because my partner's overseas, mm. I don't allow myself to be slack. Yeah, It's gotten to that point now where I'm like, no, you just don't have the luxury to do that. You're actually responsible for somebody else. And not only mm. that, you're a role model. Mm. so I don't feel comfortable saying to my kids hey make sure you do a b c and d if I haven't done it yeah so self-care and modeling to me is really important if I can't ask somebody else to do something that I'm not willing to do Mm. that rubs me the wrong way (laughs) yeah you know so you know having having that own standard and expectation of yourself not overly high because sometimes we can hold ourselves way too high right which is what I've done in the past perfectionism yeah yeah that's right a big part of it but also just really being able to go come on you know better 
talk kindly to yourself. And if you're really, really struggling, phone a, phone a friend, ring an accountability person, mm. have a cry, mm. allow yourself to feel the emotion because that's really important. Because if we mask it or avoid it or bury it, it's going to explode. Yeah. yeah. So face it, acknowledge it, and then keep going through it. Mm, yeah. No, I think that's, um, yeah, it's really important. I had a bit of a cry the other day myself and I felt so much yeah. better afterwards. You do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you mentioned like accountability partners. Like how mm-hmm. did you go about choosing or finding some people to keep you accountable? Yeah, look, I, I've met people like yourself, right, online that have similar beliefs to mine but are quite strong and grounded Mm. And it's through those really honest conversations where we've, we've cried together, we've been honest together, but they're a little bit further on in the journey than I am. Yep. So if I'm really struggling or if I'm not sure or if I'm making excuses or justifying my inaction, mm. <laughs> I'll touch base with them. And once I explain what's going on, within five minutes, they've kicked me up the butt. <laughs> yeah, with love, right? Yep, yep. But sometimes I just need it sent back to me. I need to hear it in the, out of my own head. Um, and my partner's amazing for that. I'll ring him up and say, this is what I'm feeling. And he'll play devil's advocate and throw a few things out there. He won't tell me what to do, but he'll say, well, these are your choices. Pick one. Just mm. stop picking nothing. So mm. it was about people that I trust and I feel safe with, yep. who know my journey, but uh, who, who are predominantly further down the track than me. Mm, okay yep uh, i think that's really a, a good point i think to have those people who are can always get you back to what your beliefs are or what your yes. core values are um that makes such a huge difference i think it does, particularly, really. particularly when we're like clouded in our head like or just you know all sorted like all caught up i think in the moment yeah um, yeah so. i heard an amazing analogy today And it was about a coach and his team or a coach and his player, okay? So say you're looking at a football game. When the coach is up in the stands watching the player play, he's seeing all the moves he's missing. Mm. He's seeing what all the other players on the field are doing because he's standing over the top watching it all happen. So when the player comes off the field and he says, look, I don't know why I didn't get any of those goals in, I don't know what went wrong, he can say, well, while you were trying to do that, all this stuff was going on because his perspective is different. Mm. He's not on the field with the player. Yep. And I think that that's what we need in our lives. We need someone who's not part of where we are but has a different perspective over the top and can see what's going on around us and give us that full picture because we go in it with blinders on. So I thought oh. that actually makes so much sense. Mm, excellent. And so that's kind of like what you do with your... Um, with your clients as well yes yeah totally yeah so maybe tell us a little bit about yeah how if someone wanted to work with you or like what kind of services that you have at at this present time yeah yeah so definitely um, I'm doing a lot of speaking now um, not only for um, not only as a survivor so I've been doing a lot of webinars around surviving child abuse and and how to do that Mm -hmm. and ways to overcome um, I guess adversity and, and trials and challenges so I do a lot of speaking in the realm of resilience. Mm. I do a lot of speaking in the realm of mindset, obviously, as well, and not staying a victim. So really, you know, encompassing talks with these sorts of tools that anybody can relate to because, you know what, we've all been through stuff. 
on varying degrees. You don't have to be the survivor of something massive to go through drama. We do it every single day. Life's hard. So I do a lot of speaking, um, more transformational, motivational type talks. And then I also do consulting. So the consulting um, side of the business is around um, a couple of things I've been working on recently is helping people share their stories safely. Mm. So people have been coming to me going, look, I really want to do speaking. Um, I think I'm ready to share my story. How do I do that? And how do I approach people? So I've been helping people learn how to do that safely, who they can approach, how to put a presentation and a talk together, um, how to format that, and then how to deliver that and position themselves in the market. Mm. Um, And then I also consult to specialist agencies. So law enforcement, child protection, and um, yeah, abuse recovery agencies as well. Mm, I'm so glad that they have you as a consultant because, um, yeah, I think your wealth of experience and just your resilience yourself has, um, is going to be so, is so much needed, I think, in this time and space. So, yeah, that's all right. We all need to know we're not alone. That's Mm. the key thing. I was alone my whole life and we didn't talk about this stuff. Your Mm. podcast, the podcast we've got, the resources that we have at the end of our fingertips, there's never, ever been a better time to work on yourself mm. than today. Yeah. And I think we have to, we sometimes feel selfish about doing that, but it's selfish not to. Mm. That's, how, that's how I see it. So, you know, your podcast, thank you for, for doing what you're doing because you're making a central point, a resource. Mm. That all people have got to do is log on and listen on their way to work or on their way home in the car when they're training at the gym, whatever it is, there's no excuse now. And you can, mm. you know, go from strength to strength by doing stuff like that. Mm. Thanks, Renee. And one more resource I need to mention is your book as well. Ah, yes. Uh, <laughs> Battle Scars are beautiful. Um, and maybe um, if you can tell us maybe a quick summary of it, a snapshot of yeah. it um, for people who haven't. You know, looked at it. Yeah, so it's, it's my memoir. It definitely is my journey of how I, you know, overcame what I did overcome. Um, it's very raw, but it's not graphic. I mean, this has been really important. This is why it's done so well, because I wanted a young girl who's struggling to be able to read it right up mm. until a woman in her 80s or 90s. Yeah. So it's something that people have really been able to resonate um, at, in any stage of their life. And at the end, I give victory keys. So I provide these tools and how to apply them to your own life. And that's, that's available during the, uh, by the website. So easy as. Fantastic, yes. And I will be putting the links in the show notes. And um, if people want to get in touch with you, is the best way to contact through the website? As yeah, well? just go straight through to the contact um, page on the website. Excellent. Thank you so much, Renee. Um, we are just going to give you some quick fire rapid questions Uh (laughs) just to end on a fun kind of note sure um and so it's not questions that i've asked uh renee or given to renee (laughs) it's gonna be on the cuff okay so firstly what is your favorite pastime oh walking on the beach walking on the beach beautiful of course as a queenslander um favorite ice cream uh peanut butter and chocolate love it and favorite book or podcast or whatever you know whatever you're reading right now oh favorite book there's too many there's too many (laughs) favorite books anything by john maxwell oh yes i inhale his books Mm. um and podcasts and anything else um of course yours um but i'm definitely i I really love brene brown i mean i think everybody loves brene brown and i really love some of russell brand stuff 
just okay. really, I'm a little bit picky, but you can't go wrong with Renee, right? You just can't. Yeah, yeah she's brilliant. Um, favorite movie? Because you did mention you're watching some old movies before. <gasps> so many old movies. Legends of the Fall keeps coming up for me. Oh, I really? love that movie. Okay. And I introduced I... my daughter to it a few years ago, and now she adores it too. Okay, I'm going to have to watch it. I don't think I've watched it. I love it. it. <laughs> Get the tissues. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, like favorite place in the world. It could be the beach again, I'm guessing. Bali. Bali. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's my escape. I can't wait to get back there. Yes, hopefully one day soon. But fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Hopefully things will move in the right direction for Australia and the rest of the world. Um, but yes, thank you once again, Renee, for this amazing oh, conversation. Um, sorry if I was stumbling over questions. It is, we're recording this around 9 p.m. <laughs> But um, it, I'm sure people got something out of it, even though I was fumbling around. We're exactly the same, though, even if we're having coffee. <laughs> we did yeah, the same. Probably. There's so much in our conversations. Yes. But yes. hopefully like, it can helps someone. Like, yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And we can't wait to have you in our uh, Facebook group as well yes. to do a follow-up conversation. So for anyone who has yet to join our Live Life Well, the podcast community, please do so and you can connect with Renee also there as well. Thank you, Renee. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wasn't that such a fun interview? We had so much fun chatting and I know that Renee is just such a big hearted person and she has overcome so much in her life, but still has a smile on her face and someone who is fierce and powerful in so many ways. And we're so glad to be able to have her in our Live Life Well, the podcast community group. You would have heard me talk about it towards the end of that interview. And if you are listening to this in real time, you will get a chance to interact with Renee as part of that follow-up conversation. So please join us, like I said, in Live Life Well, the podcast community group on Facebook, and we will chat to you further then. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It was my joy and delight to bring it to you. And I do hope that you are excited as I am about this journey of discovering what it means to live life well. I would love to hear your feedback on the episode and what you're looking forward to. So please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to this podcast. I would also love to extend an invitation to join our Instagram community where you can get some behind the scenes of how we record this podcast, have further opportunities to engage in the content we share, and also meet like-minded individuals on their quest to live life well. You can find and follow us on Instagram with the handle livelifewell underscore the podcast, and you can find what's happening with my small business over on Instagram as well with the handle art.by.ames. Thanks again for joining and see you in the next episode.